Hey, everybody, it's Fantasy Football Breakdown Podcast, episode 194. I'm not going to lie. I don't know if that sound sounds as good to you as it does to me. It but I'm stoked to be here. Friggin' amazing. I'm too drink. Swags is trying to talk. Let him talk. No, I mean, even if uh, if for some reason this show ever ends, we're, we're taking that music with us. <laughs> <laughs> I gotta make it like my ringtone or something, no matter what. Like I'm always It's here, always man. so good to hear. No, I'm st- I'm stoked to be back, buddy. I uh I know we didn't we didn't technically address it on this show, but if you listen to Superflex, you heard Swag say it, or if you follow me on Twitter, uh just just trying to take a little step back during certain parts of the day. I guess maybe maybe my tweet was not as clear as I was trying to be. Um but Basically, evening times, weekend times are going to be for the family for me, for at least the foreseeable future. Swags, I didn't really talk to you a whole bunch about this, but uh, work schedules for me and my wife and how our days go are taking a drastic hit and are basically going flip-flop on us. So um, by the time I get home from work, is is I'm going to be 100% on dad duty until basically sleep time for her every night during the week. At least, at least that's how it looks like for a while. So I just want to make sure my time is dedicated to where it needs to be. Yeah. That being said, I'm still going to be on Twitter during the day. So if you need me, you definitely got to hit me up at fl 2 drink minimum. I also run the at FF underscore breakdown handle and the at uh, Superflex pod handle. So if you're hitting those, definitely DM me on those for any questions or whatever. Um, I will try to get back to them during the day. If it's in the evening, it's, it's probably going to have to wait till the next day. So I'll definitely try to get it and. And because my time is limited it, uh, for when I can do this part of it, uh, my time in podcast will probably reduce a little bit. I'm still going to try to to see and catch up with swags whenever we can on some lunch dates like today or just, you know, randomness happens. And you'll still hear me guests on a few spots. But uh, like swag said, I, I can't get rid of him that easy. Right. I'm, I'm still oh, around. Oh, absolutely not. And I mean, potentially, like, so, and maybe I'm speaking out of terms here, but kind of for two drink, um, and, and we don't have to stay on this long, but I mean, potentially, sure. I mean, there could be a week where you hear this fucker two or three times. And Even then, more than normal. And then you yeah. might go three weeks without him. Right. Depending on where it is and just how, how some of our schedules line up, you know what I mean? My work has changed, too. Uh, it seems like most people kind of kind of getting, trying to get back to a normal from from you know COVID, coronavirus, all that, and my work is 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 still evolving to be less face to face. So 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 you listened to yeah. that super flexible. We didn't really talk about that, yes. but would you agree that those hundred shows were just fucking like I finally had the time of my life? How's that song go? Like I don't know. We had fun, and I'm not saying we don't still enjoy each other and have fun. And I hope nobody took that from that, especially you two drink. But I no, mean, no, those I first got, fifty yeah. or a hundred, I don't know, man. So. I, I totally I got what you were saying when you were saying it. I don't yeah, I don't know if it came across the same way, but that's for each person. Uh, when we first started this show breakdown, it, you know, just being you like we're just gonna have fun, hit record, kind of see what happens. and and that was what was it? It was kind of right before preseason was starting that that year. Is that four years ago? Years I mean, ago? I don't know whatever it is. I you know remember I mean? it, starting like with no time to learn. It, yeah, so it probably <laughs> right as preseason started. So we had a couple weeks of us doing like, hey, here's our you know projections or some sleeper guys or whatever. And the season started, and we didn't even really know what we were going to be. And and we were pr- redraft is the wrong word, but we were very weekly seasonal based that first year, and and just having a f- fun. Dude, we were doing three, four shows a, a week sometimes that yeah. first week, and and. And so then we had to focus on that weekly game and, and where to get some edges at. So it was a hundred percent. It was a blast. It was, it was a, a learning curve for sure for, for us both. Um, but man, it, I mean, it we was were a ton of fun, but this is still on the fly. Like, I mean, we had some, some people in our yeah. corner helping us out, but honestly, even in part, partly probably like to my, my fault, I just, I'm not always the kind of person that wants to reach out for help when I should. But, um, I mean, at the time, like we were dealing with Neil from clock Dodgers a little bit, he kind of helped us a little bit, yep. but, um, really, I, I would say the Push people that helped us the most and somebody that, um, I, I was in contact with a lot was Dr. Mill. 
um, the other Jason. Who was also from, learning on the fly. Yeah, like you yeah. guys are kind of learning together. And I, you know, you uh, found out had, this he thing. He had a little he, bit under under his belt. With more, some other more stuff, More so yeah. than me, definitely. I mean, they've yeah. had a few break from the grinds. But I mean, that's the person that I think of the most, yeah. that I was the most comfortable at the time kind of going to and kind of being like, oh my God, what the fuck, dude? You know, and <laughs> um, him, sending him Two some. Two drinks said fuck 13 times in that last show. I don't yeah, know like <laughs> he, he said EAD. That's the only thing we're not allowed to say here. So, but um, but I remember going to him a lot um and just kind of ripping my hair out and him like helping us with some issues whether i sent him a whole podcast and he fixed it for me the first couple times when i put it out or uh just kind of steering me in the right directions of some tips that definitely helped him and um helped helped me understand a few things a little bit quicker because i mean we were putting them out at this point where we understood the what we were doing enough to know that everything we just said had to be out tomorrow or it didn't make sense to the world, especially once you hit the season. So we're doing this and we have shows that I'm learning how to edit. Um, we were taking more of what I just said out there. The, um, we were taking more of the ums out, more of the likes out, more things bugged me about me. Like we weren't as fine tuned to say the least and we could still grow a bit, but, um, (laughs) nevertheless, like, the just i think it was just partly the not caring as much and just kind of <clears throat> feeding off each other and that enjoyment we we were having in each other to just finally be doing it um we've been lucky enough to see some people do that as well um i think of troy right away because he's constantly sharing his excitement with us and i remember some of that and those feelings you know and just kind of like holy mm-hmm. cow this is awesome and um so yeah, but nevertheless, we're still here. Um, yeah, did you have anything? Always you be to around in, always be around in some capacity. So I, I appreciate but I mean, everybody. It, it I appreciate everybody reaching out too. Oh, it hundred percent like, changes. And, yeah, and I mean, we've even, even said this to people before, and they don't take us serious. We're we're joking when we say it, but we're being serious. Like that when your kids are younger, they're easier to neglect, <laughs> and. And, and like, you're an awesome dad. And like, I'm, I'm going to put pat myself on the back here too. Like I, I love my kids to death. I don't neglect my kids. Neither do you, 100%. but when they're younger like that, they don't notice it as much. Like they're taking these naps. Like, um, if we didn't have young kids in our school, if we didn't have like young kids at the same time, the way we did and what was yeah. going on in our lives, like it may have never happened. Correct. Um, but once your kids do get older, they, they start to be more involved in stuff. Um, you have to get them there. You're, they, they need a different set of entertainment. You, they notice you gone more. They realize why you're gone. They know what you're doing. Um, and we never want to make this seem more important than our families. And that, that's a huge part of it. And you don't want them to yep. feel that way either because... Um, that at home is very important. So, I mean, allowing them to, to know that they're more important than this, I mean, was very needed for your, your wife and child at this time. Yes. A hundred percent. So, and, and I honestly, I I mean, I appreciate you for allowing as the, you know, it, it sounds like the weird word, you know what I mean? Like allowing me to be able to do that. We're not we're not tied that way to each other, but you know, we have been for years and, and now it's across multiple shows. So the fact that uh, I'm, you know, I'm making this shift means that, that you shift probably some of your focus too, just to allow for days like today yeah, to happen yeah. for me. So I, I want to make sure, you know, if, if I haven't said it in text or whatever before that, I, that I, I appreciate that part too. And I, I continue to see you out here grinding and pushing and, and, and grabbing guests and doing other, you know, doing our shows, doing other shows. And that's, that's awesome, dude. So I, I will, uh, you know, forever listen to those anyways, but I'm not going anywhere. I don't want it. I don't want it to sound like I'm, I'm disappearing from that. So I'm still going to be part of those two and, and continue to listen. Cause Swax is going to, you know, continue to fuck shit up with, with often awesome guests and topics. Yeah, absolutely. I appreciate you, man. All right. So enough of the bullshit, like feelings, bullshit, right? 
first thing this morning, I woke up after I got my daughter's school. I see, yeah, it's this Dude, it's time. I'm over that other shit. Literally, we gotta first go, bro. thing though, like <laughs> right, like as soon as I get back from dropping my daughter off in first grade, <laughs> like I won't even lie. I've seen people talking about it. I'm just like, wait, is this a joke? Like, what? Dude, I sw- the the first one I saw was somebody like quote tweeting an Adam Schefter tweet, right? That was hot. And I was like, ah, they got fucking burnt again. Like, that's definitely a fake one. And I click on it and I was like, oh shit, 7.3. That handle looks right. I'm like, this ain't fucking real. Like, if y'all for some reason don't know, I live in Jack or I work in Jacksonville. I live just south of there. Like, it's all about Duval all around here. It's crazy. I, it still feels hard to believe. And then I have a bunch of people from work that text me today and they're like, uh, Jacksonville are idiots. I don't know what to say, you know? In tweet, it's it's in text, but it, it felt like an in tweet on Twitter. That's what it, that's what it would have said. What do we do? Like, if you have Fournette, you're just chilling, right? Because this is not a get out moment right now. Um, no, it's it's probably definitely not a. If you want out, I mean, you at least need to wait for him to land. I, know I, that I that feel could like be his, so soon. I mean, it, it right exactly. around the corner, and we're still like talking about this with an assumed landing spot. But that is when his value will go up a little bit. I mean, it's it's Monday at one when we're recording this. There's a chance by the time that you even, you know what I mean? It, tomorrow on Tuesday, you're listening to this and he's signed with another team because yep. he's processed through waivers. You know what I mean? So I get that part. Fournette felt like his value had already taken that dump anyways with, with the unknowing going into this year um, outside of pure contenders that were willing to push it, you know, right now for, at all costs. I think this is good if you're if you're a dynasty owner of Fournette because I feel like there there is a spike, there is a window, however short it might be, that's coming up where he's he's going to get a little bit of value. I find it hard to believe he goes to a team that doesn't help him, right? Right. Like I, I it's very hard in my head. Okay, the Cowboys sign him. Gotcha. Right. I mean, that's not going to happen, but it, it would almost have to be like one of those spots where there's only a handful of running backs that are already there that that would make his value go down at all. And there's a good chance it sees a, a nice phrase. Yep. So obviously it would depend on that team, but it would be under the assumption that he's, he's picking up or that new team is picking up his deal. That's left one year, $4 million. I think is, is around the number it is. It's pretty cheap. He's got a, the waiver part is, is going through the waivers and like the bad teams early on, right on a one year deal. It doesn't really help them. They're not pushing for. They're not a running back away. You know what I mean? Probably um, picking I, I, that top five. I hear you. I do hear right. you. But I like. Wait for to a think... second, then. Okay. Wait for a second. And, okay, so the middle teams, I think, is 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 the zone for him. That that may be just the one piece away, and it's because he doesn't get to the end of the order. Okay. Where the good teams are, right? Like he's not making it to Baltimore mm. or Kansas City. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like it's just, regardless of the money. Like he's not making it there. I, I can't see that happening. So it, it's one of those middling teams that's, that he has to find a spot in, or I think he ends up in. Go back to your point, though, in, in the in the first couple I, I of I was teams. just going to add, you know, because some people have mentioned that, too. Like, um, Washington would be cool, right? They like, lost guys, land, whatever like it is. It, but, it has to be a contender. Um, or at least I'm a team that believes that they where, are. Whereas, and, and that's the thing. Like, I like to think that at least 20 to 25 teams are at least trying to win. Whether, right. whether they think they can or, you know, they, they may not be the Chiefs, but I like to think they're at least trying to win for to keep the, the players happy. I I have to imagine, like, I mean, if you have seven teams trying to lose, that's uh, more than 350 very unhappy NFL players. Correct. You know, just on a 53-man roster. Most teams don't start out like the Dolphins did for the first, what, six weeks last year? Yeah. So, <laughs> Where I mean, everybody knew they wanted to lose and like even good players were like, we got to leave. Yeah, like teams still want to see what they have and what kind of team yeah. they're putting together. You can't just okay. tank it year after year after year. This isn't like um, the crappy team in your dynasty league that's only wants 2021 first right now. Right. Um. So, so that's kind of where my head went a little bit. I do agree there are some teams. Obviously, the Jaguars are not interested in Leonard Fournette. It'd be a great landing spot, wouldn't it? <laughs> um, you know, it it made me think though of something you brought up earlier on to take this away a little bit from Leonard Fournette. It, sure. it made me think of the Gardner Minshew 
situation and the issue that we're going to mm-hmm. have to actually see in the near future. It did make me feel kind of like, okay, so, hmm, they... Clearly I, I, not in for it this year, or at yeah, least it feels that way. Yeah, and you know, they may be still, like, some of my take trying to see what Gardner has. I still like Gardner. This is not me, like, all of a sudden falling off, but it does have to create a situation where you becomes concerned about Gardner, even as a truther like me, to the point where if they, I don't know, like, they're making his situation harder now, which maybe they air it out more. Um, I, de- but, I definitely think but then you get to the point, like, next year though when they're in the draft like if they're tanking you know like mm-hmm. uh, what positions it for and most likely it's quarterback um you know with with the news coming out today when somebody like this gets cut you you see everybody mentioning the quarterbacks that they did not draft in the 2017 draft because they had Blake Bortles mm-hmm. and i mean holy shit if they would have drafted <laughs> Mahomes or somebody like that, you know, not even the one that's doing the best, but Watson too, you know? And so, I mean, they can't, they can't make that mistake next year thinking they have Gardner Minshew as their quarterback, who I I believe is better than Blake Bortles, but they cannot make that mistake next year, assuming they have their future quarterback and then neglect that position. Again, they can't put themselves in that same position and be okay going into 2021 with a less than stellar quarterback if Gardner doesn't succeed or if if they have a better opportunity to put them te- their team in a winning situation which they don't seem that comp- concerned about this year um right so somebody like me who's heavily invested in Gardner I'm probably trying to diversify a little bit and move a couple of those shares um maybe a little bit after this news goes away and people aren't mm-hmm. like thinking negatively towards Gardner right now, but um, find some, some positive camp buzz. Yeah. Find that needy team in your super flex league. And um, I'm not saying I'm selling out, but I'm definitely going to be trimming back just because if that worst case situation does happen in 2021, I don't want to be so heavily invested yes. in all of my teams with Gardner shares when I could go maybe take care of other needs or situations for my team right now that could still help my future for sure i i wonder with gardner right like i obviously me and you have have had a a fun back and forth for right out of full year i I guess or damn near a full year between the fools and minchu stuff from from jacksonville Uh, i've i feel like i've never said that minchu was going to have a bad year this year right and i i almost I almost expect him or expected him to have a good year this year. And my point is that, like you were saying, like I, unless you know you have your franchise quarterback, you don't stop trying, especially when right. you're projected to have a pick in, uh, as the worst team by, by Vegas and stuff like that, but probably still inside the top five, regardless of how good Gardner g- does this year. You know what I mean? Gardner can put up 4,030 and still, and they're still going to pick in the top five. I think just with with how some of these things look like they will happen on paper. Clearly, that can change, and, and who knows? Um, uh, Fournette leaving. Uh, although I believe Gardner probably probably looks for five fifty to six hundred passing attempts now to happen this year because of how this team makeup looks like it will be moving forward and the defense. Now defenses know that it's basically just Gardner, right? They can't load up a box on Fournette. Like, you're daring Gardner to beat you now. Yeah. So that part could maybe worry you a little bit. I still think uh, your cell window for Gardner is probably a couple weeks in after he puts maybe two really nice games together and, and still benefit some from this year from Gardner and then get out. See, um, and and you, you have enough, right? And that's fair. Like, if because you got Gardner so cheap, he even on your super flex teams, he's your quarterback three uh, or four that you want to. Gardner's wanna... so cheap. Fair. You have a lot of Gardner, right? So I I put it that way. You I was have more Gardner to than pay most up people to make some points, and and I'm and I'm still right. okay with that. I'm not. Yeah, but I, I I so your point is is I don't need to wait on the spike because I have enough even moving him or uh, you're one of the big components of most of the times if I'm trading a quarterback away in super flex I'm getting one back. It's it's very hard to do a deal with you, or at least in my experience in a superflex league, 
if you're not also getting a quarterback back, even if it's not a starter, you know what I mean? Like you want that other type hit piece that, that could happen for you. Sure. So, so do you, you're saying you don't need to wait on that for, for Minshew. And I, and I get, you don't need to because he's not, he doesn't have to go in your starting lineup, but are, are you going to miss on some value, uh, a value rise that, that should happen when a team needs a quarterback, right? And this year we've, we've preached depth, right? Since, since COVID in March, we basically preached depth this year going in. We don't know how it's going to be. Do you're not willing to risk waiting on another team needing a quarterback or, you know what I mean? Mid season and being like, yeah, here's, I could give a quarterback to a contender. Cause yeah. you don't want to do that at that point either. If you're a contender too, why would you help that other team? Well, you know what I mean, so that I mean, part's think, really going to have to help you as well. I think there's always a team that, why won't you, you trade Gardner right now? That's, or, or you want to trade Gardner right now if you're going to do it. Well, I mean, I, and I said at the beginning of this, I think that you wait till at least the news dies down a little bit and people right. aren't okay. as focused on the Jags. So I do believe with that. Um, I think that there's a team right now in your super flex league, even 12 teams or bigger, that needs a quarterback even if they don't feel they do right now. And, mm-hmm. and to your point, those needs are going to increase with injuries throughout the season. But then I'm I'm also on the side where when you've decided to sell a player, you start today. And okay. I had you. And, and I mean, just like just like there's gonna be quarterback needy teams throughout the season, you're also taking the chance of the Jags needing a quarterback if Gardner gets gets injured. And now you just shot yourself in the foot because you're waiting for this player to have this increase in value or an increased opportunity within your league because somebody else needs this quarterback. So there's also risk to mm-hmm. to him taking a hit week one or two. And now now I'm stuck with hypothetically my fifteen shares of Gardner. I think I have ten or twelve. My fifteen shares of Gardner and and I it's now become harder th- to move than ever because he just got injured. He's not going to help you now or this year. And now he's already not doing good. So they know they're getting out. Yeah. And now, the the NFL buzz and hype is definitely, they're going to get a new quarterback. Like Gardner just was replaced by Mike Glennon and he looks like this, you know? (laughs) And and so I, I, I totally you. get yeah. like the waiting for the value spike. I I have tons. I don't have tons. I have a couple situations where, full disclosure, like yeah, if I if I held on to Ceh a month or two longer, I could have done a lot better. I'm well aware of that. Same right. time, I don't. I'm not against any of the trades I made when I sold mm-hmm. him away. Right. So I wanted out. I I got out. Um, I was, it was not the absolute highest point of selling him, even in our off season. I didn't foresee the Damon Williams getting cut. And then for me, like, I, I guess for me, I don't quite understand that either. If, if CEH was your number one running back, rookie running back after the NFL draft, um, you, you shouldn't have cared about Damian Williams, Right. honestly so when he was gone it was kind there. of one of those like mute points to me like you lucked out in that regard yeah like it, yeah you shouldn't have liked ceh a ton more it's it's like if for me like i carry on johnson doesn't bug me about deandre swift um so if carry on johnson been shy in saying that <laughs> yeah if carry on johnson were all of a sudden cut or out for the season most of the twitter world is all of a sudden going to be like oh deandre swift oh that's what we do but for me it doesn't it wouldn't change his value it would or or okay. my thought process on his production okay i'm going to i'm going to bring it back for a second but i'm i'm going to come to you there and I, I, my crystal ball here, man, I, and I feel bad. I feel a dick just saying this, right? But my crystal ball just shows carry on Johnson. Just, I'm not even going to say the injury is out for the year, whatever, whatever it is, right? They find that out today. Lions are the third in the waiver priority, and they, they claim Leonard Fournette tomorrow or okay. whenever you're listening to this, sure, okay? Sure. Carry on's out, and it's just Fournette and Swift now there. Uh-huh. Fournette bother you more than carry on. Oh, yeah. Okay. Right. Does, I mean, yeah, no, I agree. I'm just being, trying to see where you realist, are and how high I, I you are. I still love Swift, Swift but yeah, yeah Fournette, Fournette and they, worries And they me. just went and got him to replace a, a back that they didn't have. So that's got to factor in a little Absolutely. bit there. Absolutely. 
Swift's we, and we a can, little banged up too. Right. And we can put this on any team. I'm just going to the Lions for your hypothetical. So yep. if you're out there thinking about it, think about your favorite team with that running back or whatever it is. Do you want to then, is that your sell window for Fournette and your buy window for the running back that you liked that was there at that Absolutely. moment? Absolutely. So you think Swift gets a, a solid down? And obviously that's a drastic case right there. And, and you're I, the homer part. If, so I'm just playing. I'm just trying happened, to make sure we're on the same page. If that happened, your whole hypothetical scenario, which which maybe it does, but if that happened, I'm in the camp now. I'm on this mic telling you that Leonard Fournette will not be on Detroit Lions in 2021, and right. that will be Swift's year. You know, you might need to wait a year, like the Demarco yeah. Murray and Derrick Henry effect. Right. Um, okay. But that that is the camp I would go to. Do do I like Swift's dynasty like? value much less no i'll probably still still sort of even pay pay up i'm probably still the team to sell swift to i I believe in the product so that that's the kind of the reverse there from before so if if you were to believe that incoming running back in this situation it's fournette comes into that team you're okay to go ahead and buy that secondary piece now at the the small bump or a small decrease in price from yeah. that happening rather than wait maybe till week one. And we see, let's just say Fournette carries it 20 times and Swift gets five. You know what I mean? Because if that happens, he probably takes a bigger jump, jump down right there. Right. But it's, it's still the player that you like is the reasoning why you're going ahead and paying it. So it's, it's safe for you to buy it now. Even if you know it's a little cheaper, or could be a could be cheaper down the road. Yeah, if the Even if that possibility there. seems greater than not, and then vice versa, it was the other way. You're safer to sell it now rather than wait on the possibility of the increase or decrease. Like, right? I, like, I would buy Fournette too, though. Like, I, I I think he'll be on a team in 2021, but I'm I'm I don't think he'll be not on necessarily the same one as that he'll play with for this team. Yeah, yeah. so I'm happy okay. to buy Fournette, and I he's not. There's probably not going to be a time this season where he costs you more than Swift or Dobbins or CEH or even Acres. Mm-hmm. Um, so I don't want to pay those prices no matter what the landing spot is. I think that this is a nice little buy low window we're getting on Fournette here. And um, unless there's something we don't know about Fournette that the Jags aren't telling us at this point, like mm-hmm. I think that he's going to be on a team and he's going to be a viable runner. He might, the change of scenery could be good. But I'm also right. like that if an opportunity comes for me to buy a player like Swift or a good one to sell Fournette, I'm I'm not in the camp that I always have to wait for an increased or decreased mm-hmm. value. I'm kind of you, you got to remember to drink. I'm still kind of the screw value guy a little bit. Like I, no, I, I know. understand That's why it, I, and um, I, 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 I try think to find important. where your head is. Yeah. yeah, but I mean if if I have an opportunity to get a guy that I want on my team or to get rid of somebody that you feel like selling, you know, going back into Mm -hmm. the open bar and Terry McLaurin, like Mm -hmm. for me, like McLaurin right now has enough value to where if you feel like you're, you're done with him at some point, I still think you could do well enough with him. I don't know if the value increase is ever going to be that great to where it's worth taking the risk of the value dip off that could happen with an injury. And I know that that's like that worst case situation. But to me, if McLaurin's somebody that in your head, you're ready to move on from in three weeks after the season starts, you're ready to move on from him. And you start that process now because there's somebody that believes enough to where you'll get a a decent return. Yeah. I I hear you. And I hope I don't lose my other point, but I'll stay there. Um, I, I like Terry McLaurin, right? And and I think you touched on it maybe on Rookie Fever coming up after that or, or one of those shows where it's like we want we want so many guys to be that positional, you know, wide receiver one, right? There's only 12 of them. Yeah. And I think McLaurin has a has a good shot this year of getting of getting close, right? And and I'm okay with holding Terry for a little bit and playing it and getting those points because I think it will be good. And then moving on where you're okay to sell it now. Like I'm, I'm great with having Terry in my flex because I don't know. I think where he at is at is pretty insulated in in this scenario, right? Of of that wide receiver two. I want to say he was like twenty wide receiver twenty one on DLF when we kind of made that 
that bet on open bar of would he ever be a wide receiver 12. I think this is a year where maybe he gets close 14, 15. I'm probably sweating it when I'm looking at that. But that I think I, I think I have a window to ride where I can gain the points seasonally or at least weekly before shifting out. And at worst, I'm going to get what I'm getting right now, probably even at the end of the season. But you know what I mean? Like, I, so I'm a little bit more willing to ride, ride the wave because I, I want to squeeze more. You've done trades with me. I'm always looking to squeeze so, a little bit more if you'll let me. Sure, sure. But I, I don't think I'm going to get less in, in this particular scenario uh, outside of an injury, a significant injury, you know what I mean, even this time next year in Dynasty. So your boy, Henry Ruggs, and your boy, LaVisca Chenault, or Terry McLaurin? Um, I'll take the two rookies. You know what I mean? Yeah. And, and I like Terry more than you, but I'm and those I, I like Chenault. Like I'm with you on Chenault. Um, Rugs isn't my love quite as much as he is yours. That's why I kind of wanted to attack you with a couple of yours. But I mean, even me, I'm still like, man, splitting the stocks on Terry here, and and getting these two incoming rookies is pretty nice. Like I'd prefer somebody over Rugs in that same like value range. Um, sure, but I mean, you'd you'd probably do that today, right? And I, I would, and there's there's a good chance, right? Like, so now Rugs goes I, off. Lavisca Chanel right. is everything you thought he was going to be. It's week four. <laughs> it's yeah. going to be harder to get them too, you know. Like you're t- you're also taking chances of the players you like that people don't like as much yet of having their value spikes. Like, you know, one I, my instant regret from last year is not having enough DJ shark, you know, whether you like him or not, but like you, you have these advantages to get these guys before their value spikes, as well as the, the disadvantage of possibly somebody like McLaurin losing value. I don't think he's going to, if he's healthy, you know, but that's just the example in my head from the open bar of like playing that wait and see game. I just don't know if it always works. And it, and that's to, and that's totally fair, but maybe maybe that that's why I would take the rugs in Chenault because I kind of reset that timer. Um, again, it, it goes down to those are two rookie wide receivers, so I, I feel like at least at least close their value is a little insulated, especially in this year. Well, it's, it's okay. COVID; nobody really expects How as much from them this year. You know what I mean? Who do you like more, Henry Ruggs or well, Lavisca? The first rounder Chenault. and a second rounder for somebody that was drafted. In Henry the third Ruggs round. or Lavisca Chenault. Uh, I'm going to take Chenault. Okay, so Chenault. That's just my boyfriend, I guess. Chenault and Mike Williams or Terry McLaurin? Um, I'm still going to take Chenault and Mike Williams. Um, I do not want to buy. Yeah, it's tough. And he's It's tough even buying Mike Williams right now. Yeah, Yeah, I know. I'm I'm throwing your guys at you, and I got a, that was kind of a little dirty with Mike Williams. Uh, It was, because I am, I am team, uh. Big wide receiver. Tim so, I mean, these are deals that I think sure. that you could potentially make today with McLaurin. Now, that being said, right, like if if McLaurin is your flex wide receiver three and the rest of yours is solid and your bench is garbage, uh, I'm fine with people keeping Terry in their lineups and, and you know, going for it this year. I think you need more depth than that, but I think you, I think you know what I'm saying. Like, if yeah. you're counting on Terry week in and week out, maybe it's not flex. Maybe he is your wide receiver two. Right, because you're RB heavy. But you I could, might not. You I might not want to do it then for some flex pieces. Right. Sure. Like, but, I'm probably always doing that deal just because the players that you mentioned. So you and could I see like a scenario upside. today where you could do well moving McLaurin. Yeah. And then Mike Williams. Like, and in maybe that he scenario, I don't know if I'm how and, much more I'm going to be able to get out of it, even once I ride the spike. So that's sure. that's fair. And but those I, players could spike. Mm-hmm. Yep. And then not be able to get it. 100. percent You know. So that's kind of my. My thing, you know, and I'm not, I don't want to move McLaurin. I'm not that guy. I'm not saying I won't, but uh, McLaurin is not somebody I'm looking to move. But that when I do have somebody that I decide I may not want on my team in 2021, I feel like there's no time like now than to at least start trying to make those moves. Um, sure. I guess, you know, it does depend on how much you're depending on the position in the league that you're moving in, in and what you can do. But mm-hmm. I just feel like if, if you're ready to move on, like – for me, it's Hollywood. Still got a couple shares. You're all about him, and and I know that. So I'm not trying to just like think of guys against you and that so, I like. But for me, no, like, no, that's I mean, that's, I feel that's like how Hollywood has think, gained so, okay. enough value to where I'm happy moving on from him, even if he has that 800 
to 1,200 fluky yards throughout the year. I'm more concerned mm-hmm. about the offense than I am Hollywood. Then you then you do have concerns about Hollywood with his size and if he'll be able to stay healthy and yep. um, smaller, fast guys in the NFL are and, and, few and far between for long time long term success. Yes, and also to help your side of the argument and just so people know where your head is you don't believe this team takes a step forward in the passing game for the most part um i I think it's still 32 to 3500 yards right right so there's 300 yards there that other people kind of see happening and some of the rushing come away you you are firm on them staying very very true to how they played last year whether the yards come from lamar or they come from dobbins and you know the other running backs that's how this team wants to be. So in that instance, I I can definitely get where your head is. I I believe that even without much progression from the offense in the passing way, that that more will go to Hollywood. Now, yes, we have to play the health concerns, and he's a tiny guy. He gained twenty pounds of muscle. Blah blah blah. He's still a tiny dude. But uh, just watching him in college, and even in the first year. And in the limited capacity that he that he was, it looks like something special to me. Uh, I don't know if there's ever enough targets for him to to explode into fantasy and be a consistent, even weekly starter because that's not really his game. And and but, he could but, have some great weeks. You but know, we I start Tyree Kill every motherfucking week, and sixty percent sure, of the time sure. or whatever it is, he finishes outside of wide receiver three. But holy shit, do we love that forty percent of the time where he finishes like almost right. the wide receiver one. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like I, I think that is where is that is where Marquise Brown and and to be honest, that is where Henry Ruggs is to me. And and I don't want it to cop out as me as saying they are Tyree Kill. I'm saying their their skill set, how that offense, or at least how I project that offense to use those kind of players, and the fact that all three of those guys mentioned at any point can take a, a one-yard wide receiver screen on the other one, 99 yards to the fucking house. Yeah. So uh, I'm I'm willing. I don't want all three of those guys in my weekly lineup. You know what I mean? That's not how I build a team. But I'm more than okay in having one of those guys in there, especially in leagues like we play in that have, you know, start two or three wide receivers and then we have two or three flexes. I want one of those holy shit ceiling plays in one of those spots and know that I probably have a safer wide receiver next to them. You know what I mean? Or, sure, or sure. running back, I feel good about that evens it out so that when I do hit those boom weeks, I'm winning. But, and even when I'm not, I still got a good shot. And, at and I know you like Hollywood, but that, right. that's not my point here. And my, my point is back to kind of what we were talking about with like the strategies of trading players and when to trade them. And, right. and for me, Hollywood's one of those players that – I, I think I'm willing like, to if, to if I listen the, to you, I agree with you. I think there'll be some of those weekly highs where you could probably do a little bit better selling him. But at the same time, like any you trade, can get I've, guys. Yeah. any trade I've made that I sold Marquise Brown away, I'm still happy with today. And I think I did personally me, you know, I feel like I did fine with the, adjusted value spike he's had just for coming into the season healthy which he is i'm well aware of um and and that's great coming into the season you know you and i have mentioned on shows and in private text conversations like his first couple seasons were his preseason last year um yeah yeah, for sure so so i mean i am aware like he could have that value rise but at the same time like and i know like even this one deal i don't remember the whole deal um what did we do? Digs you, in a second. Digs or in a dig, second for dig. Hollywood in a first or something. Or, I think it was. Wait. Or I think did it was I give Hollywood, you Hollywood in a second, a second for Digs straight up? Yeah. yeah I think that's so I gave you Hollywood in a second and got your Digs back. Like I'm, I'm, yeah. I would do that today. As would I. You know what I mean? So I'm not necessarily like trying to come at Hollywood and like your your perspective on no, that I gotcha. player, but he's a player I'm happy to sell today. And I'm still happy with every trade I made for him. You know, like if I got him wrong, like I'll right. be talking about this a, a different way later. But at this point, like, I still feel like for me, I'm like, Oh, I got fucking digs dude. And I'm, I'm excited. Exactly. I know that's like the... I'm, I'm maybe higher on him than you and some people, but that's how I feel. I know you could also make a lot of the same arguments I've made about that offense 
But it's not for about the Ravens' that at that offense point, right? and like, like the thirty-two said, to thirty-five hundred yards. Like I know you right. could make a lot of that same stuff from Josh Allen and what they've done. But, but that's that's going off on the tangent narrative that I tried to take it on, right? Like yeah. uh, we can write the story for the players, but the fact is the player that you got I'm for still the player you with on you my d- team, you, right? And you didn't you felt like was appropriate time to sell him. Like at what point during the season do you think you could have? That one might have been an appropriate you know time I mean? to buy digs. Is might be what it was, and that and that's totally fair. And I and you and you put the shiny piece, you know, the shiny toy out there for me in my face, and I was like, yeah, I'm gonna have to do this. Yeah, because that I think that was our our counter show where I sent you like eight, and Doctor Russ came in and and countered and talked to Stu. Yep, I think that yep. was that deal. So, uh, yeah, I'm I'm totally fine with that one. So, Dynasty outhouse. <laughs> could you? Right, like at what point during this year do you think you could have got more than digs out of Hollywood Brown or not have to give the second? You know what I mean? Like you got Me? the player you wanted out of that. I so don't that's think why that ever happens. Exactly. Which and you got the player that you felt like was better, so you took that. That's why you made that move before. Right. If you're asking me, like that Right. That's how I feel about it. Like I, I like I'll draft digs. Will will you what about you? Straight up. Like you're in this startup. Your only choices are Diggs or Hollywood. Uh, a startup in trading is definitely different. Um, I, I think, I think I would still go Hollywood. I'm trying. I'm trying not to be in there. I, I feel like I could probably get Diggs and then get Hollywood the next round away. But you can't. I'd you be surprised they're that close. I'm taking but Hollywood on my next pick. If you're right after me and you're like these are the two guys, so you get one. No, this, I is think I'm a, this is it. This is it. You're, I'm you're ranking them. Yeah, Hollywood. Okay. Yeah. So I mean, I think their inconsistencies will be similar. How you feel? Right. Because that's what I said. I think. Right. I think the offenses are similar, and what they're asking that player to do are similar. I don't know that Diggs is going to see 120 targets or something like he did in in Minnesota. Even though he's, you know, he is the dude Mm -hmm. in in Buffalo. He doesn't. I don't think he really has a Thielen there competing. Just the way the offenses run. I, I think John Brown is fine for. With Diggs being there, that will probably help him a little bit, but not in volume. So I think their inconsistencies are close. I like the upside of Hollywood on a weekly basis. Not like Diggs is injury free by any means. We're gonna and I got a free and I got a free second out of the deal. I want to put this one up as a poll, even if we put it up when we put the show out. I'm just curious just about how up. people feel. I know that that okay. wasn't necessarily the point of the show, but yeah, I'll tag but it again, under like, the link Twitter, for me, but, yeah. like that was just, like. I got a free I feel second. Like I is how fine. I felt. Like, um, and then I, I threw another one at you, um, and Fenero through our text conversation where I traded, and and neither of you I felt like really liked this trade, but I think you were nice about it. But I traded away um, Hollywood. I forget who I sold him with. Do you remember? And it was something for Justin Jefferson. Yeah, Lindsay, Philip Lindsay. Yeah, Philip Lindsay and Hollywood, yeah. and I got Justin Jefferson. And and again, like that one. Even after it was accepted, I was like, "Huh, that I probably paid too much," but I was still like okay with it. Get your guy. I know you don't like Lindsey. I I can easily write in my head where Jefferson gets more targets than Hollywood on a yearly basis, starting in Jefferson's rookie year. Like there are a lot of targets, vacated or not, however you want to look at where those targets go. There, I, I think the Minnesota offense uh, will have to pass up. Like Thielen's not getting two hundred. You know what I mean? So. I think Jefferson's a good enough route runner. Well, he'll command some targets there. Does that mean the more more than even Marquise Brown this year? Maybe. I don't know that Lindsey is a write-off, even with Melvin Gordon being there. And I think we'll have weeks where I could start him. I bet on that team for you, Lindsey's Lindsey's probably needs three decent injuries in front of him to make your fantasy lineup. So if you feel like Jefferson makes your weekly lineup better. And you feel better about putting him in than Hollywood, or that you know that's just a flex. Mm, I don't know and you're if waiting, I do. Yeah, he'll, he'll you're probably be on my on bench that week one. You know, both right? Of them but I mean, was Hollywood been. in your starting lineup? No. Right. So there you go. So you you're okay to wait on what Jefferson could be, and it feels safer to you yeah. rather than playing the highs and lows of Marquise Brown on the four times that you have to play him. Yeah, you might play the Justin, four zeros. Yeah, without you're seeing play the Justin, four zero weeks. Justin Jefferson I start a game. I, I like him. A lot more. I know that it we haven't seen him prove it, but yeah, I do like him a lot more and happy to it's, acquire him, you know. And then I think about a lot of times with you, and I don't want to like, 
I don't want to be too hard on you, first of all, because you've done very well with your teams. Like you're, I feel like you're almost always in the playoffs and sometimes even take it further to the championship rounds. But I know from how long we've been doing this together, how many times you've been stuck with Doug Baldwin, how many times you've been stuck with mm-hmm. Doug Martin, Jordy Nelson, these players that... A lot, of, a lot of people die on my team. Yeah, so I, I, I'm well aware, and I, I'm, Marquise Brown is not going to die on your team. That's not where I'm going. But, no, 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 I got but you. But sometimes no, you do take these true. risks. Like, you mm-hmm. often have these risks. Like, I'm waiting for Doug Martin's value to go up even more, and you're like, and sometimes I remember being like, no, dude, this is it. Like, yeah. this is an opportunity. You're never going to get... He's not even a muscle get, hamster anymore. Like, he's a guinea he, pig. He yep. was just nothing, and now he's a little something. So mm-hmm. don't wait for him to be more. And um, and those are just some examples. Doug Martin's the easiest one for me, just because of how much fun we had with that example, like right. early on. And Jordy's you know, one too for sure. And uh, uh, I am definitely willing to ride it too far, a hundred percent of the time. G- generally, I can rationalize it by saying I I probably didn't pay much for it. So although there was a spike there that I missed out, my initial cost, you know, my initial investment wasn't didn't hurt me, um, but it definitely didn't help me like it could have. So I, I 100% will ride players too far, and then and then at that point I'm not getting anything for them. It's dropping them for somebody else on the waiver wire <laughs> yeah. to hold a spot. So I, 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 yeah. I mean that's that's not taking a shot at me. That's if you play with me for long enough, you'll see my roster and a couple guys on the spot. I'm like, you, why the you fuck are not I'm still holding Demarius like Thomas. But then you why don't still Demarius Thomas on like five fucking teams? Sure, even on be, team right because now. you had him on so many teams and then you what well, he's a free agent somebody's the, gonna get yeah. hurt he's coming in right <laughs> <laughs> i mean i guess you know go kevin white's on a team so you you never know there you go but I might trade some of damaris thomas for kevin white today Watch and i out. don't think marquise brown is that guy that's no, gonna fall sure. off anytime soon or just all of a sudden hold no value but i think that sometimes waiting for the value spike can bite you in the butt 100 percent. it can go both ways it, it really Definitely. can. But for me, like if I want out on a player, so you, you know, yeah, I'm not you, just you, talking about making a trade and I, I like Terry and I'm having a hard time moving him. I'm talking about if I want out on a player, there's no time to start like than now today. Yes, I get you. But, you're definitely you're definitely a little safer, I guess, is the word there, because like you said, like you you already got the player you wanted in the trade or can get the player you want in the trade. So why am I really trying to squeeze more out of out of what it could be? Like in that deal, you know, Marquise Brown in a second or Diggs, like in your head, the best maybe you could do is just doing it straight up and not lose the second. So you're you're comfortable doing it now. Who cares about the second? And now you have Diggs in your lineup. Yeah. Feel good about it moving on. You know what I mean? You don't you don't care now. Where yeah. where Marquise Brown goes, it doesn't matter because you got the piece you needed. For your yeah, team, basically. and now is the great time to do that, right? I don't want to do that in in you know in April, you know, amidst COVID and nobody knows what the hell is going on, or or whenever early in your non-point scoring season. But it's it's here now. We didn't get preseason games, but now is the time, you know, in, in these last couple of weeks is is the time to to start looking at your weekly lineups and, and making those decisions or seeing, hey, I'm not really as deep as I thought I was, so I, I need to go ahead and make some of those deals now. And like Swags is saying, do it, do it now when it feels safe, especially if you're getting at least close to what you think even the spike could be. You know what I mean? And then you don't have to ride that wave and maybe get fucking Doug Martin guinea pig. <laughs> yes. <laughs> I like it. I like it. Yeah. And I do that with some, but yeah, I'm I'm probably more risk taker uh than I need to be at times. <clears throat> oh, excuse me. And I, I mean do, we didn't even talk I about do that like, early. Uh, the Jags backfield at this point or the three or four players. We started there, didn't it, we? It could be, you know, but I mean, even at, at this point, like for me, even if you feel like you're going to be dependent on Chris Thompson, Ryquel Armstead, or Divine a Zigbo, a, a Zigbo, like I think James it's, Robinson I think getting no a, love. I think this is an absolute sell window for any one of, any those, of those players. If you can get anything, um, I'm definitely not the first to mention it, but I, I do think like that you just got your value spike, like, and it if. If somebody's buying them now, they're buying them because they believe in a certain amount of production. You don't need to wait to see which one fails. Right. And I, I'm always willing to ride ride the wave like we like we just listed. Here's a situation where because I don't believe there to be any one true guy coming out of this, like right, we're not getting a Leonard Fournette type carry load out of anybody here. Right. So you're you're not gonna pick it right. 
Right. So if you have a piece and somebody wants it, I'm I'm selling it. Yeah. And then I'll probably go find the piece that's still on the waiver wire, like the James Robinson, and just grab that. Right. It's it's not the same, but like San Fran, right. I don't want to pay for it. I want the cheapest piece because at some point that guy will have value too because they're all going to do their little thing. I'm fine grabbing any piece of this, but I'm not paying for it. You yeah. know what I mean? I'll give you a couple of my fab dollars from the piece that's sitting on the waiver. And if you want to buy any of them that I have, go ahead. Yeah. You're not picking that right week, I promise. Yeah. And I Although, can I see some through. more love for Chenault? Can I get a couple of manufactured touches out of the backfield? I for think Chenault you might, now? though. Yeah, you, I think you might. I'm writing a narrative in my head, buddy. Like, it's getting yeah. so pretty in here. <laughs> yeah. I, I, man, a lot of Jags talk today just worked out that way. Um, but I think, Damn you for I think that's a or great the Jags, point. Really, you know, I fault. think that there could be some touches out of the backfield for Chanel. I mean, there really could be. Um, so are you saying to I buy should Chanel sell Chanel? No. Are you saying I should sell him then? Is this my value spike? People think these. Let me get a practice this week saying Chanel had a couple is, carries out of the backfield. Chanel is not somebody oh. I'm trying to sell. I think that this may be one of your last opportunities to buy him at the current value. Um, I think that he will have a value spike throughout the season, and he'll probably never come down from it. I think it'll Everybody's be so going up Conley for right a there couple years, honestly. Yeah, and if you can get bad, Chris y'all. Conley, everybody and, should look good. Yeah, but if you can get Chris Conley and add him for free, add him. But yeah, it's right. You want Chenault and Shark for that team, as far as the wide receivers, in my opinion. Um, you can see a lot of four wides in Jacksonville. D and I, Chenault and Conley, everybody on the field. I don't know if we. Covered more or less than we planned on covering today, but I think it's shit. Time. I feel like we I, talked. Yeah. <laughs> I got I got something something ready for you. Uh, Bro, this has been a minute since I got one. I'm not gonna lie, you. dude. We haven't done this together, just you and I, on this feed since I think it was like May something. I don't know if it was wow. uh, breakdown, just you and I, or super flexible. But it's been a while since you've just heard our amazing echoes together, right? Um, Usually we combine have, forces uh, to f up the guests for two minute breakdown. I do have some two minute breakdown questions for you. I tried to not have anything to do with Leonard Fournette for the reason I figured we'd be talking about him a bunch. Smart. So I think I did pretty good at that. Total um, of six hundred and sixty six we'll, carries we'll see while this in Jacksonville. Goes. I have never been Deal known the as the most excellent question asker of fantasy football breakdown, but I'm gonna freaking kill it today. Yeah, you're pretty good. Don't don't hold yourself short. Killing it. Mr. True Drink, are you ready? As you I'm all ready. know from listening. Yeah, you gotta do this part too. <laughs> you guys should know this by now, but we're still gonna explain it. Um, I'm gonna ask him 12 <laughs> questions. He's supposed to answer as quickly as he can without thinking. Should not be hard for you. Um, <laughs> Such a dick. <laughs> the two minute breakdown. Hit it. <laughs> so we will start. Hmm. Yeah, you got um, your shit numbered. Just gonna start all well, over. Well, I'm trying to fun. look for a long one. Gotcha. First, first thing you did, first thing you did with your first alone time you've had in a while after you dropped your daughter off from school. And now your two minute breakdown. I did some dishes, and then my <laughs> wife left, and I jumped on Twitter. <laughs> You're like, oh man, nobody's watching. <laughs> Favorite oh, I got, I got ice cream minutes. bar. Oh, ice cream bar. Favorite Pass. ice cream bar. How many quarterbacks finish ahead of Matthew Stafford in passing yards? Uh, 16. What? Oh, my Boom. God. That's No wonder I'm bad at asking questions because of answers like that. There's no such thing as a stupid question, but there are some shitty answers. <laughs> the last not shot Tom... at me. <laughs> the last non-Tom Petty song that you sang in your car. Um... Into the unknown while going to the beach the other day. That's probably the last. That's probably the one we sung on the way back. So a little Frozen Two action. Nice. <laughs> David Montgomery or Fournette in Dynasty. Uh, Montgomery. Twenty twenty. Ryan Fitzpatrick Ugh. or Foles. Uh, Foles <laughs> barely. <laughs> Making them hard. Right. That's a good one. How many tears were shed dropping your daughter off at school today for her first day of first grade? A zero from me. I do not know how to count my wife's. <laughs> <laughs> Was that one big one or oh, open? Just open. <laughs> um, Kindergarten one, for me is a different story. One dude. positive thing you've taken from 
the 2020 COVID year? Um, one positive thing. We, that's, that's a weird one. Uh, can I pass twice? Mm, you I'm, make the rules I'm, and break. I'm them. happy. I'm, right. <laughs> I'm, I'm happy to know where my focus needs to be now. Anthony Gordon, Anthony Gordon backing up Russell Wilson or Jacob Eason for the Colts. Who is a more important handcuff in a super flex league? Anthony Gordon or Jacob Eason? Uh, this year it's Eason. Yeah, Eason, I guess. I'll take the shot there. The next quarterback to retire from the NFL will be? Mm, Fitz. 2021 first or Gardner Minshew? One quarterback, the first easy. Oh, it's this is super flex, my friend. Super, this is breakdown, my friend. Um, it's Gardner. a super flex league. I'm not asking. I'm not asking Gardner. for a first. It well, is. you didn't give that in the beginning. It's it's Gardner now, man. I see, but then and the timer's already up, so I don't care. I'm going to talk this one out a little bit, and then I go back to your conversation from earlier. Sorry, if I bought Gardner now for a first, like how much do I see the spike happening that I could get before I got? I think I'd take the first. I think yeah. I think I'd take the first. If I don't, if I have only one quarterback, I feel great about, and then a couple question marks, you know, and the rest of the team's good. I, you know, here I'm going to do it to myself. Maybe then I might pay the first for Gardner, and that might mean he fucking dies on my team. I, I know it's weird to say on a guy going into year two, but like, is he a perennial backup after this year? You know what I mean? If things go that way, and I right. can't ever bring it out, I could see paying it if I if I feel good about everything else. Because I think Gardner's going to have a good year. Yeah, I do. I, top fifteen, I think, is you know, fantasy finish is 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 definitely happening, and I think it could be higher than that pretty easily. Um, so you you probably you want it on your team this year, but maybe not after. Favorite ice cream bar. Okay, so like, it doesn't have to have a stick. Is that what you're going to ask? No, I was and in my head when you first asked it, I was thinking like sandwich, like ice cream sandwich. Sure, I was like, how many different counts. kind of fucking sandwiches are there? But no, it doesn't. And I'm going, I'm going at the park, Mickey Mouse bar. Oh, like uh, those kind of sherbety. Nope. No, it's just, it's just vanilla and it's a chocolate coating and it's the Mickey Mouse shape. It's, it's, it's bigger at the park than the ones that you buy at the, at the store that hmm. come in the frozen section. Yeah. It's, a, it's a little bigger. And it, it is, it's just plain, right? It's, it's just delicious vanilla ice cream and the giant, the giant chocolate Mickey head, but it has to be at the park. So I already like somebody already bought my $150 that, ticket to get in, right? Puts like a it's smile dope. on your face. It does. Oh, it sure does. Do you think that has to do with any kind of nostalgic memories? It, it definitely has that to do with it. And, and oh, man, we haven't been for all of COVID. You know what I mean? I, we went yeah, in January. I think it was the last time. Yeah. We were annual pass holders. Uh, we went in January, and it's definitely that's my daughter's thing now too, right? Like we always have to get a Mickey Mouse ice cream bar, and so now me and her get one together, and it's just like I have all these pictures all over my phone of just like chocolate ice cream all over her sure. face, you know, at a park. So, uh, it, you know, it probably holds more weight in my head than it does on my taste buds, but it's still fucking good. Yeah, I, no, I hear you, and I think that's important too. And sometimes I think that. Um, Ice cream is just one of those things that is related to memories and happy times. Right. For sure. Um, Good old comfort food. Yeah, absolutely. Get your answer ready because I'm going to write that shit down and ask you next time. Don't tell the people now. Ooh, I have time to think. That's Teaser. All right. All right. We'll actually talk to you about some ice cream with more flavor in it than vanilla next time on the show. Um, Chocolate coating. Just saying. Oh, man. Don't there's so much good it. stuff. Like, there, right. even when no, I thought. No, save it. So. <laughs> this has been a lot of fun to the norm. Glad we got to get on, bro. I am at Swagzilla Zero G. I'm at FL2 Drink Minimum. This is at FF underscore Breakdown. Hit us up. Make sure you're following at Superflex Pod and at Rookie Fever, which has just been straight killing it lately, too. Bro, the season's I'm, like almost here. So like, did, it's literally you, almost here. You think Stafford's going to miss time this season, or you're just a jerk? What do you mean? 16 quarterbacks are going to finish ahead of him? For this year? Yeah. That's why you were so pissed at that answer, huh? I thought I thought the question was 
more. E either or, way, uh, where did he finish for it? passing yards for last year? Oh no, it's 2021. I you were and I was like, where's he gonna he finish missed? for 2021? Like, where will he be? Oh, gotcha. Six. That's a little better. I think it's <laughs> a lot. Four? I think that's. I think four. In, I think single digits. Is that the is, range? Six to four. I think that that's reasonable. Yes. That's why you were so pissed when I said 16, and then you were like shitty answers like this. And then I got offended and he threw me off my game. And I was like, why is this? I was just fucking asking. And then you didn't get, and like, to me, you didn't give me the answer. So I thought like it was 16. Because there, somebody looked that you, shit up. There where is did no Stafford answer. finish last year? It wasn't no, where the question. Stafford, I didn't even hear your question. <laughs> I heard it wrong. Somebody tell me where Stafford finished for so passing that, yards last year. That's why I, be, because I asked the question, because I asked the question right. That's why I wasn't. Like, that's why you were so pissed at That's me. why I didn't correct you. <laughs> Dude, I just hope he finishes 16 now this year to fuck with you. <laughs> that would be best. <laughs>